trigger warning. Before listening to the following audio, please be aware that the topic centers around sexual, emotional, and physical child abuse. Welcome back to the podcast, guys. Round two, movie review with Jasmine. Jasmine, how are you doing today? I'm doing not so bad. How about you? Pretty good, pretty good. Stressing about finals, but what's new? Honestly, same. So, jumping right in, what movie did we watch this time? We watched Athlete A. On Netflix? Yeah. Yeah, yep, yep. The documentary. Documentary on Larry Nasser and the abuse that went on in USA Gymnastics. It talked about the gymnasts and their story. Mostly focused on Maggie Nichols. She was kind of the main person that they followed throughout. But yes, first first thoughts after finishing it. Um, I was shocked, to say the least. I was um, honestly pretty disgusted. Yeah, I was shocked, but at the same time, when you think about it, there's been so many cases of this, not even in like gymnastics, like in any like in the workplace. So yes, I wasn't too shocked, which is sad to say. But yeah. yeah, so the movie basically was a culmination of the different sexual abuse cases that had happened with Larry Nasser. And USA Gymnastics, was it? USA Gymnastics? Yeah. yeah. USA Gymnastics for gymnasts since, what, like the 1980s? Early 1980s, I think, was one of their first cases. I think they said um, their first case was, like, in the na- late 1980s. So, um, because Larry Nassar had just begun his career. <laughs> so, he worked for USA Gymnastics for 29 years. He built his career practically off of his great reputation. He started a youth organization for kids with autism. He's He's been with kids most of his like Yeah, career. most of all of his career, which is scary looking at where he is now. He's currently in jail after receiving two 60-year sentences. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the documentary started out with Maggie Nichols which was her story. She was sexually abused by Nasser in 2014, I believe. Started around there. Yeah, 2014. I think they said that she was... She filed her complaint in 2015, so it was prior to 2015 Mm -hmm. that the incident occurred. Yeah, when she had just turned 15 or right after. Yes, she is a national gymnast. She currently goes to Oklahoma University and has won national championships there at the college level. But, yeah, she almost went to the Rio Olympics if it wouldn't have been for the toxic people in charge at USA Gymnastics. Yeah. That was probably what upset me the most was that her career basically got destroyed. 
Yeah, it was it was so sad just to think that like they were all afraid to come out. Just yeah. because like they were afraid that everyone's gonna say that they were lying or that no one else like had experienced this. Well, I thought it was interesting that not even talking about Larry Nasser prior to anything that came up with him, fifty four coaches had been complained about had been complained about or had a a previous record of sexually assaulting abusing or some sort of sexual misconduct with these are children minors like young girls like i think 13 most of them were were younger than 13 which is ridiculous that's sick I have cousins, like, through ages, like, six through, I think, like, 16 right now. But just to think that they had, like, at that age would have gone through that is just yeah. so sad. And for many of them, this is their, that's their first memory of, like, any sexual experience. Yeah. That you just stole. And the fact that he. And like, you're a grown man. You are a grown man. That's disgusting. It was disgusting. And the fact that even when, like, she went to other, like, teammates and discussed this, they were all like, oh, yeah, that's totally normal. And they were like... But I guess you wouldn't necessarily know. Because think most of them are starting gymnastics at, like, three, four years old. And it mentioned that they, like, did school online. So they didn't yeah, have, like, that You're consistently at the gym. Yeah. Even friends that I've had who are competitive gymnasts, their entire life, is gymnastics mm-hmm. everything revolves around gymnastics i mean yeah. plenty of the victims that had come forward said that they were in the gym like 30 plus hours a week and i get like you would need that like vigorous um like practice which is to, to that extent is just crazy yeah it is crazy i mean what is that like around five like hours a day like less than five hours a day, around there ish. And they mentioned that like on, on like weeks that they had um, competitions, they'd go in like seven eight hours a day. Yeah, because they're practicing before competition and then after. Mhm. It was very sick. I cried like multiple times during the documentary. It was just very like disgusting. Yeah. Which and it goes right along. I mean. You look at the Me Too movement that's that happened recently. It mm-hmm. just goes right along with that narrative that so many cases for men and women, because I think it happens too often to men and society reacts so negatively. But I don't believe them. Just as they yeah. And I can under like I understand men typically have more like body mass than women do but that does not mean like men can't be abused well they're still vulnerable like they're humans you can't like just i don't know that makes me irritated but in this case it was men um it was women women that we're talking about in this case but yeah the fact that usa gymnastics was hiring coaches and healthcare professionals that had a previous track record of sexual misconduct was mind-blowing to me 
Yeah, and even they would they, like they hushed everyone. They just everything was hushed up. Everything they was ignored hushed the up. allegations. And even when they did come forward and be like, "Okay, well, this was weird," they just be like, "If you're not willing to come out here and like put your reputation on the line, publicly identify yourself, then it didn't then didn't happen." No. Which is gross. I mean, currently there are 500 survivors from Larry Nasser alone. That was scary. And nine Olympians. Like, these are people who are representing our country and they're being abused. Like, we're supposed to protect them. They're taking on our entire country, our entire name, and they're going... Like, internationally. They're traveling internationally, and he's going with them, and they're being abused in other countries when... Like, how can you expect someone to perform... With that baggage. Which, I mean, they did because they don't have any other option. You perform or you're done. Or you're abused more. Yeah. And even... What was what was even more sad to me was even when one of the coaches did recognize that the, like they were talking about being like sexually abused, um, the only thing they did was report it to like what was his name, um, something Steve, Penny, Steve Penny, who Steve Penny, who was the most recent former CEO of USA Gymnastics. Yeah, when they reported it, they just reported it to him, and he said that it was going to be taken care of but they went no further than that and it was no it was so sad to see that they they didn't even care one bit no and even at his trial when he did the trial he invoked the fifth amendment i believe it is yeah i think it was the fifth amendment and which is fine everyone has their right as a u.s citizen to invoke that but it was just dumbs were there presently and he just basically looked him dead in the face and said you don't matter he cared more about his like reputation and his job than like anybody's lives and you look at his whole career his whole career was built off of the company's reputation and making more money off of minors off of children and they clearly showed that with all the like the commercials they were required to do and all the publicity stunts they had to do and that's all he cared about and to some extent, it's like, okay, you have to push away, like, the personal and the, like, um, the career choices that you make. But then you just got to go into, like, the moral issues that you have to face. Yes. We completely ignored it. Completely. Disregard, ignored, swept under the rug, all of the above. It was... The only thing I was... Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No. Okay. <laughs> go. Um, the only thing I was glad to see, though, was that even though these women went through this, what was her name? Um, you said her name was Maggie, right? Maggie Nichols? Yeah, that she went on and she actually did, like, end up going through, like, gymnastics again. Yes, I had, was... like, a much better experience. Yes, she, um, for those listening, Maggie Nichols... After the experience, the very, very negative experience with USA Gymnastics, she stopped competing at the um, national level National level, and went to college, got into college, a very reputable college, Oklahoma, and continued her gymnastics career there. 
and is very successful. They have won many championships. She's doing well, yeah. Yes, very well. So I was glad that she was able to turn all of that negativity into a more positive experience, which they also mentioned in the documentary. Mm-hmm. The Corollis. Your uh-huh. thoughts on the Corollis? Uh, remind me who they are again. Bella and Marta Caroli, who came from Romania and were the two head coaches. They owned the really scary ranch in the middle of nowhere. Mm -hmm. When you think about it, like, that would not be acceptable in any other, like, sport or any other occasion. And they thought it was, like, fine. Oh, these, like, 16 and below young girls are just going to go to a ranch with, with, like, this old couple and this, like, super predatory um doctor and just be by themselves excuse me with no like cell phone reception and the parents aren't allowed no cell phone reception the parents aren't allowed to set foot on the property you're working with basically all minors there's some coaches present yes but it's mostly just them and larry nasser who we now know was a child groomer and very scary Mm-hmm. And I was watching, I watched it with my dad, and he, which was interesting, and he was saying, well, I would, like, never let you go to that, like, that would never be okay, and I'm like, but you had to put yourself in their position. Their child started gymnastics at three or four. That's their entire dream. Their entire life has revolved on that for a very, for the majority of their life. Your dream is to go to the Olympics, and the Carolis came from somewhere. They're they're from Romania originally. That you got results no matter what. Yeah, if if it was like in the parents' case, like they knew that it was like weird. Yeah. But like, who would think that these like Romanian coaches would just not care? about these young girls no. when their whole career is just like they care about winning they goal. don't care about you as a person they care about how much you win mm-hmm. but i thought it was interesting because i didn't necessarily know that earlier on gymnasts were like adults yeah that was that was that was shocking honestly because all my life i've known that like when you join gymnastics they're all you kids join, like, really really yeah young. You really saw the turnaround when that young girl from Romania won her Olympics, her first Olympics at 14. Mm-hmm. Well, and because- that was the time that the Carolis were very, not necessarily growing up in, but were kind of learning their techniques in was they went towards children, one, because they're easier to manipulate than adults, because adults know what will at least have a better handle what's right and wrong and what they're comfortable doing, and they can tell you no, and you, I don't know, it's less easy, I don't know, it's less complicated to manipulate adults than it is children. Well, because children are literally children. And they kind of put blind faith in people. And when you have, like, when you have a child who's so passionate in something and, like, their only goal in life is to be, like, oh, my God, I want to be like that girl. I want to be in the Olympics. I want to, I want everyone to, like, adore me. I want, I want all these things. You, like, you, you want your child to have that. You're, you, they used 
the kid's dream against them, which is what they mentioned in the documentary. You're taking a little girl's dream to go to the Olympics, to be the next Gabby Douglas or the next Simone Biles, and you're manipulating and twisting that so much that now they trust you and they're not necessarily trust, but like they're going to listen to you and do whatever you say because they know you produce winners. They don't necessarily know the depth of your methods. They just know that you create champions. Well, and that was, that was shown when, um, I don't think they mentioned her name. I think they just mentioned what happened. Um, this one girl, I think she was what, 14, 13. Um, she was going into this competition that would put her either in the nationals or just leave her in the same place. She had an injured ankle and she had no choice but to do her performance. Yes, she was an American, and she turned into the, um, like, poster girl for a lot of stuff in America. Mm-hmm. And I know exactly who you're talking about. Hold on, let me see if I can find her. Okay. Continue talking, though. And, um, what was I saying? Um... That she was. That just, that just showed that, like, they were frightened to the point that even though it hurt them so bad, and when she got off, like, the stage, she was crying and she was limping back, but she didn't care because everyone was going to be proud of her and she wouldn't get, like. Well, they didn't have a choice. You don't have a choice. Exactly. It was like a do or just get out. I believe that. Yes, Carrie Strug. There you go. Carrie Strug. Mm-hmm. She, she's four eight. Wow. Really? Yes, and she's an adult and four eight. <laughs> yes. Not <laughs> hating on short people. Please don't take that as hating on short people. I was just surprised. Typically, gymnasts are smaller, though. Mm-hmm. They are. Um, but yes, she won with a pretty severe, I think, like ankle and foot injury. It was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The minute she got off, um, they put like, like the, the stable, whole the stabilizer yeah. uh-huh. um, on her. But yeah, that was mind boggling to me. And then the Caroli coach came right over and was like, "Oh yay, you won! I'm gonna be buddy buddy with you now," and carried her up to the podium and everything. And I was like, "Yeah, but then you saw you saw the wife." Um, I keep blanking on both of their names. Um, the wife. The wife was Marta. Marta, okay. Marta, um, right as the girl, like, injured her ankle even more, she mm-hmm. was in the, like, in the back, just, like... That section, when they were talking about... Like, pissed off. Yeah. And it was just so sad to see, because, like, she's, like, working her butt off, just for them to be like, oh my god, she's really gonna act like this, the, even though she has, like, super injured ankle. The interview portion of her injury when they were talking about Shrug's injury and they were interviewing a woman at the same time. Mm-hmm. And she was saying there was, there was no way you weren't going to do anything other than win at that time. There was nothing else that she, there was no other option that she was going to do. Yeah. The judges, even the judges mentioned at that exact competition that she had to either get a 9.4 and above and thing was 9.4 9.43 or above, or there was, like, nothing else that would happen? No, that you weren't – there was no way that she was going to 
you didn't have another option. You weren't going to do anything else. Yeah. And with those coaches, I mean. Like what? They're, they're they're, if you lose, you're just going to be further abused or you're going to be cut. I mean, that's the that was the reality of it. And for most, most coaches, too. It was um, – they mentioned that that was the new – their new strategy to get, like, gymnasts in line mm-hmm. was that they would treat them the same way that they treat them in, like, foreign countries um, to get the results that the foreign countries got. Yes, which is the um, – I don't know, way of thinking that was brought with the Carolis from Romania because mm-hmm. they were what Germany, Romania, Russia, those were kind of the big three in gymnastics that were called the communist bloc mm-hmm. that all had that way of thinking or that theology that was everything is worth winning. Sacrificing everything for the win is worth it. That's what was expected. That's what you did. You didn't have another option. Yeah. Which was mind-boggling to me because the Americans knew that. All the coach before the Corollis even came here, or before they defected. Well, they were the ones who criticized them. They're like, well, yeah. you don't see any other we were the ones. See- yeah, we were the ones who criticized them on that. And when they came here... When they immigrated here, granted, we knew that they won. We knew at the cost of which they won, maybe not to the full extent. Mm-hmm. But we still knew and went right along with it because it produced results. So I'm like, that's, yeah. that's not just – personally, I didn't think it was just on the Corollis either for coming. That is also on us for just fully embracing that way of thinking – while you know the repercussions or you at least know some of the repercussions. Well, even that, that idea was still really present in, um, again, I should have written this down. Um, let's see. Larson. No, not Larson. Yeah. Larry Nasser's, um, his case, even after they, like, they brought up his allegations Mm -hmm. and he ran for, what was it? Um, school board with children. I think School it was twenty two percent. Twenty two percent of the like of the votes were still for him even after this had all gone out. Which was uh, uncomprehendable. I cannot even fathom as a parent voting for someone who has any sort of child molestation charge, rumor, article, anything for school board? No. Yeah. No, that that was crazy. I yeah, I have nothing to say to that. Well, that is one example. <laughs> yeah, no. And when I saw the interview of him being him being recorded in um in the attorney's office, mm-hmm. and he was trying to explain why he would need to do those procedures and touch them the way that he did, even he didn't understand. Even he, he didn't was, understand why he would need to do when that. When you look at that interview, you can very quickly identify the fact that he is trying to trip up or elude the actual questions by using medical terminology. It doesn't matter if the woman questioning you doesn't understand it. It's all being recorded. 
So you can have a medical professional or someone who is in your profession come in and say, yes, no, yes, no, no, that was not necessary. You don't need to be like touching children like that. Even if you did need that, it's just, it's unbelievable that they try and put in that, that excuse. Yes. And have a clear solution. And especially when you're talking about kids, I can understand more on adults, I guess, mm-hmm. as far as having someone with, if, if you can't tell right from wrong, that's a pretty severe like mental illness or something that you're struggling with mentally. That's a pretty severe thing. So I can understand for adults, like having someone else in the room, but for kids. Like you definitely, it'd be more extreme. He definitely, I think that he'd need a job that wouldn't require him to be touching kids as much. No, with no gloves, mind you. So one, that's completely unsanitary. That was the worst part. When he was asked by the attorney, he was asked, so you wear gloves through this, right? He's like, well, he just kind of like. No, you Brush don't, because all the videos, the the hundreds of videos he posted on YouTube, you do not have majority of those videos. Maybe there was some they didn't show that he had gloves on, but majority of those videos, he did not have any gloves on. And also, I do understand that when you're like doing physical therapy, you don't necessarily have to wear gloves. Um, but because- but think about, yes, but also think like- about like a gymnastics uniform. That's what I'm saying. Like, technically, if you're going to, like, a normal, like, physical therapist, you wouldn't need gloves necessarily. Obviously, if they're, like, um, showing more skin and they were, like, hey, can you please wear gloves? And, like, they weren't in a leotard. Exactly. Say, like, I went to physical therapy for many months when I dislocated my knee, Mm -hmm. falling out of a chair. But we don't need to get into that. Um, when I dislocated my knee and my doctor didn't wear gloves because you're focusing on my knee. Mm-hmm. I'm in like shorts at best. Yep. These are like kids one. That was last year for me. So yes, I'm still like a minor, but you're not like a kid kid. Mm-hmm. So, and you're focusing on my knee. So I'm not in a leotard, obviously. I'm not that extra. And... For him, he was just completely like, well, it's fine. No. You no, are you like, know. you're working on like kids like hips and they're like thighs and they're like backs. I don't know, like more personal areas for anyone. And they're in a leotard and they're under 13 and you have no gloves on. Nobody else is in the room. The parents aren't allowed to come in or people's parents who were in the room. Mm-hmm. And he was assaulting children in, right in front of their parents. And their parents and had... just blocking their view. Yeah. Blo- he was literally, like, blocking their view while he did such things. And even in my perspective, I went to a chiropractor because I got into an accident when I was, like, under 13. I think it was, like, 10. Mm-hmm. And so I had to go to a chiropractor who, like, adjusted my back. Right. My mom and my older sister was there, and they were, like, both over 20 years old. Right. And... They were both there, like, watching every, like, every move that happened. Yeah. And when they were unsure of, like, hey, why are you doing that? Like, they asked. They were like, hey, um, like, what is this about? And he's like, oh, this is, you know. And so then, like, later on, if they still were unsure, they, like, go on to ask, like, my, like, our family physician and be like, hey, like, what do you do when this happens? 
just to be sure, just because like we live in the world that we do. Yeah. So even in that case, and I was like fully dressed every single time. Imagine in lead guitar where you're showing half of and again your, like all of your legs, your butt, like it was yeah. And again, you can't necessarily blame the parents. There, you are talking to Larry Nasser, who has built up this almost 30 years of a reputation training the best of the best. His entire office, that was another thing that I wanted to touch on with his child grooming. Their office was littered with medals and banners and pictures of all the girls he had worked on or justice or treated who had gone on and won medals, who had gone to the Olympics, who had become champions. And I don't know, as a parent and as a young kid, you wouldn't have any reason to not believe that this man was doing like the best, the best thing for your kid. Yeah. And it's not like they had the most time anyways. Like, no. they were at competitions. Yeah. Like, they had just gotten off, like, the stage, and they immediately went with him. Like, they didn't have, like, this hour, two-hour period where they could be, like, him, like, adjusting them or, like, them putting tape on them. Um, for them to be, like, 100%, like, attentive to every single detail that he did. And a lot of the kids' parents weren't even present because they're at training camps which their parents are not allowed to come to. Or they're in, like, Romania, like, at a competition. Yeah, they're at an international competition. Or they're at that scary Caroli ranch. It even looked creepy, though. Yeah, it looks like something you would see in a horror movie that the one person goes out to because they think it's going to be a great hiding place, and then they get, like, murdered. (laughs) By a serial killer. Like, Literally, it's, not okay. like, it's out in the middle. It was somewhere in Texas, but it's out in the middle of nowhere. Obviously, because there's no cell reception. There's like a super just... long gravel road to get there. And, like that's yeah. sketchy. They zoomed out and they showed that it was just that like that farm and like um, the fencing around. And then they zoomed out and it was just like a forest. Yes, literally nothing. Okay, and we're back after a brief intermission. But jumping right back in, I thought it was crazy the amount of, like, child groomer behavior that he exhibited and nobody thought anything was questionable. Even in his videos that he posted online. To try and prove to people that everything he was doing was completely valid from a medical standpoint. That's just wrong. And like the one attorney said that anyone with like half a right, like mind would realize if you cut out all the audio and all of him trying to make it sound real by explaining everything, you like don't put your hands on children that way. Yeah, and it was so, so evident in the interview because he got so, like, nervous and anxious. He starts, like, sweating, and he, like, Instantly was, like, defensive. Instantly defensive. Yeah, and he was like, well, you wouldn't understand this because, you know, you don't know anything about, like, medical terminology. Um, Which is what I touched on earlier. Like, if that yeah. doesn't matter, 
the whole thing is being recorded. If they need to go ask another medical professional to explain the medical terminology that you used, that's what's important. Not you, like, talking to this lady, one, like she's stupid. No, she's not. And two, like, you're some godly figure who knows all and doesn't have to explain anything because you're Larry Nasser. No. Yeah, and then what was it? Um, when he, when he tried, like, when she asked him what his be- behavior was, like, to him doing that, like his reactions. Yeah. He was like, well, I mean, I'm a guy, so you you know that <gasps> happens sometimes. That. That happens when you're going through puberty. You're going through puberty. You I'm are an sorry. adult male who is you going well past puberty. Forty years old. No. Like. And then, and then, and then the um, the CEO tried to defend him. Steve by saying, Penny, huh? Steve Penny. Yeah, Steve Penny. Um, he tried to f- defend him by saying, "What did he say? He said something about um, I'm blanking. I literally just had it." Um, he touched on many things when he was not blatantly defending Nasser, but he didn't really reprimand him either. About how oh how he wasn't how he didn't know anything about the oh, allegations. Oh, oh, I got it. I got it. He wanted to say that Larry um, was like mentally ill and that he was he didn't know what was right and what was wrong in that case. Okay, then why are you, why do you have a license to perform medical procedures on children? That's a genuine thing. If you have some sort of mental illness or a mental problem that you don't know right from wrong, that is something that needs to be addressed and your license to perform any type of medical exam, procedure, like adjustment on a child or anyone should be revoked okay but even if it wasn't like obviously i think people with mental illnesses are like free to go into the career that they'd like but if that was so evident that he couldn't understand what was right and wrong that even if he did still keep his license he would need someone else exactly the fact that there was no one else in the room standing to be able to be there and be like hey this is what you have to do when you're in this position yeah you know, it was even more sad when when one of the um, victims uh, mentioned that everyone was so mean that, like, his attention was the best part of their day. That's exactly the child grooming behavior that I was talking about earlier, though. Mm-hmm. Everyone, like else, everyone else was more physically or more emotionally abusive in a harsh way. And he used his position of power and, like, almost idolizing that these young kids did of him mm-hmm. to his advantage to like molest these young kids. I mean, it's not yeah. other than I think it was Simone Biles that when they were at the Caroli camp, it was like that Olympic group. So Maggie Nichols, Simone Biles, Gabby Douglas, Ali Raisman, like that group mm-hmm. was training and he would like leave stuff under their pillows because they weren't allowed to eat, like leave, give them food, give them candy, like 
fix their problems. Like these kids are going through like actual like body image issues. They're going through like diseases, like Eating disorders. Disorder. Well, they're weighed Eating every disorders. day. And there was a case that this girl had lost six pounds. Because she was throwing up so she much. Was up. And they just, they brushed her off and they said, well, now keep the weight off. Yeah, now we got to figure out how to keep the weight off. Mm-hmm. Like, that is so damaging. Like, these are young, even, even young Maggie Nichols. She was, what, 16, 15 when she went to her first national competition? So you're, it's not like you're you're out of that range. If anything, high school, I would say, is when people are more in that headspace. Mm-hmm. And they're just, like, playing off of that weakness. Their insecurities, yeah. And he's coming in like the savior when in reality he's just furthering the problem. Same. I expected um, I expected it to be when I hadn't read like anything about it and I just saw that it was a documentary on like gymnasts. Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be like the documentary on um, Simone Biles where it just showed like her journey towards like these national events. Yeah. That's what I expected and then I read the description and I was like sounds, you know, more like um serious yeah so then I went on to watch it and it was it was shocking I was very it was very disturbing yeah it was and then like that one woman um the one who actually showed her face um Rachel Denhollander Denhollander I just didn't know how to pronounce her last name neither Um, I'm that's my best guess I'm so, (laughs) so sorry if that's wrong yeah, but she she was the first one to, like, show her face and, like, try and get out of, like, this hiding place that she had gone into. Yes. Which was amazing to see that, you know, she went through what no one else wanted to go through. Because she had so gone that. she had gone 16 years of silence. Mm-hmm. Because they, they like, they specifically No one her, believed her. Well, if, you know. You're the only one who's been saying this, so how are we yeah. supposed to say, like, when, In me? reality, she was not the only one who was saying that. Mm-hmm. They just didn't want to bring attention to it because they knew it was going to ruin their reputation, which I think is horrible because currently many of the coaches and like leaders of USA Gymnastics and people who were involved in silencing all of this still have yet to be punished. They mentioned that at the end, didn't they? That they said that, like, even though they got their justice on Larry Larry Larson, like, all these people who abided by that, like, abuse still, like, didn't come out into the light, and they didn't, like... No. Which, I... It was extremely disturbing, and I cannot imagine having a child as the from a parent perspective having a kid it's gone through that for so many years and then hearing about it or the kid even getting to a point of realizing that sexual abuse this is emotional abuse i'm being physically abused and telling their parents and as a parent just feeling so like horrible of i didn't protect my kid mm-hmm it was even worse when they when they published their first story and all these people on social media and like Twitter and like everywhere, they were all saying that it was their fault and that they probably enjoyed it. 
Yes. That was even more, like, scarring to see. This is a child who's under 13. One, that's disgusting. Two, why are you talking about children like that? That's creepy and needs to be addressed. Mm-hmm. And he took something from them that they will never get back and will have to try and work through, recover from, survive for the rest of their life. For the rest of their life. You, you can never undo that. I'm just glad that he... He got what was coming to him. Yes. I thought it was amazing that they got so many of the survivors to come to the actual hearing and give an impact statement. That was, yeah, that was really moving. That was powerful. I thought it was embarrassing for him. And he he wouldn't even look at them. That's what I'm saying, like embarrassing for him in my perspective, that he would just sit there listening to all these women, like, be hurt and, like, tell them, like, how horrible he was to them. Because they have the same memories. That one interviewee brought up a good point. They have the same memories. I I thought it was a good... I I really did think that it was a good documentary, though. It was Um, very well done. mm Film-wise, it was very well done. And it didn't come out that long ago, which was also really sad, just because this all, like, ended, quote-unquote, in, like, late 2018, which is not long ago. no. But this is getting pretty long. So do you have anything else you would like to say before we wrap it up? No, I do not, except for I do recommend this movie. Um, yes. I, I think usually it's... don't like documentaries. No. I, I think they're kind of boring. But in this case, I did enjoy it. I really so... like I'm. I guess I'm more of a sucker for documentaries. Don't necessarily recommend to watch this with your father. My father got a little bit hyper. But, yeah, yeah, I think it was a great documentary. Very well done. Great message. I didn't enjoy the story. I did enjoy the story. I did enjoy that they got their justice. I enjoyed that they... um, It was brought to light. These journalists brought their story into the light. Yes. And I enjoyed that all the people who, like, came forward... Yes. Came forward, and they weren't afraid to hide in the shadows anymore. I was glad about that. But otherwise, you know, stories kind of um, hard to listen to just because of the topic. But yes. otherwise, yes, you should watch it. Yes. So wrapping it up, thank you guys for listening. This was a little bit more of a heavier topic, so it got a little ten- intense at times. But, yes, keep an eye out for our next movie review. And hopefully we have some interviews coming from the Diversity Club. Yes, I'm excited for this. Exciting, very exciting. Have a good day. Stay safe. Wear your masks, people. Yes, wear your masks. Okay. Well, it was nice talking to you, Liv. Yes, always a pleasure. (laughs)